Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. Well, folks, uh, we have the music of tomorrow with us today. Today, maybe with us now. even the music of today with us today. Uh, so the music your parents loved, they have children. Yeah. And uh, you're going to love them and yeah. we, because we love them. Yeah. Um, Toto, Phil Collins, how about their kids, right? There's some good stuff coming down the pipe and uh, and we get to hang out with them today. Rob, kick a little of what we're uh, talking about and who we're with today. Today we're hanging out with Trev Lukather and Nick Collins of The Effect. And this is their debut single, Unwanted. The debut single from The Effect, it was literally released a month ago. This song <laughs> is an infant um, just gasping for its its air and its mother's milk. And uh, we are... Uh, we're going to be trying part of uh, helping it to live a long and full life by talking to a couple of the guys from the band whose last names you may recognize. We're going to be talking to Trev Lukather. That is right. He is the son of Toto's Steve Lukather, uh, who is like guitar genius, studio musician, legend, songwriter extraordinaire. Uh, if you guys remember way back when we did the George Benson episode, we talked about one of my favorite uh, Steve Lukather co-authored um, jams. Um, and uh, Nick Collins, who, yes, he is of that Collins family. Uh, he is... Bootsy Collins, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, son right. of Bootsy uh, Collins. No. Son of uh, Phil Collins, pop music icon, legendary drummer, uh, you know, drummer and lead singer of Genesis. And uh, so these guys with this sort of musical heritage have linked up to form the effect uh, and have added Steve Majora and Emmett Stang uh, on lead vocals, um, which how can you ask for a better name for a lead singer than Emmett Stang? Like, if you made up a stage name, and that could be a stage name, I don't know if it's his real name or not, but Emmett Stang is a great freaking 
Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it sounds like bravado. Like that's, You can't pick a better first name to go with Stang. Like, it's <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, normally we dig into, like, this song won these awards, and this song went to number whatever on the Billboard Hot 100. We don't have any of that uh, because <laughs> this song is just brand new, and this band is brand new. Um, so, uh, you know, as we record, this song is a month old. And um, so I hope... I hope later down the road we're like this song was stayed at number one for seventeen weeks. That's right. Uh, you know, and it would be a bonus if it was, if it was because like you know Billboard picked up our interview and it, and everybody just loved it. <laughs> you know, right. that would be a real feather in our cap as we reach toward the end of the podcast. Um, but uh, so I'll just I just have some like mostly just listening notes from me uh, yeah. stuff I like I, about the song and you know stuff I find really neat. So I can just kind of go through that um, yeah, and then we can. Let's do that. Before we do that, we will let our listeners know this is one of the few times me and Rob are not in the same room actually recording the actual episode part. Um, we've done this maybe two or three times that I can think of in the 260, 70 plus episodes that we've done. But we want to make sure that we get this out um, in, in a good time for them um, as this is as good time timeliness on their part. The other thing, too, Rob hinted on that they're not number one in a lot of places yet. But something that we've done before that I really want to do and see, let's uh, on the count of three, let's say what country we think they're going to go number one in. Okay. okay. All right. Count of three. Okay, Ready? Here we go. One, two, two Three, Bangladesh. Bang- okay. Oh, wow! All right. Bangladesh. Bangladesh. That's I a country, don't even right? think I could point to Bangladesh on a map right That's now. That's right. That's, I have to make sure that is a country. It feels okay. like it is. <laughs> I believe but, it's still a country. Country yeah. be changing names and stuff sometimes, but I think it's still there. Um, yeah, I mean, let's. Here's hoping the worldwide, the future worldwide smash, unwanted by the effect. How about that? Um, let me go through a few music, musical notes here. I want to point something out here at about 19 seconds in. There's a couple of notes that I want to ask you your opinion. Is this synthesizer or is this vocal screamage? All right, check it out. Here it comes. Your thoughts. You had ah. okay. So my initial thoughts are the first the ah and the ah. Uh-huh. Is, ah. I think that part is vocal, but the second part sounds like synth to me in the okay. lower register. So I, I, if I had to pick one, I, I don't know if I could. I, I kind of would, would kind of compare it to the the Janet Jackson thing where they're doubling over top of each other. It's okay, my, I, my that's get. what I. That's kind of what I think too. I think there's some of both happening there. I hear more vocal at the top note, um, and I hear more synth at the bottom, or I hear them kind of sounds like maybe they're they're carrying together. Um, but I, I know this later in the song, kind of in the outro section, we're going to hear both of those notes from Emmett Stang, uh, and it's very impressive. He, if we go here right here toward the end, you're going to hear him hit both of those. You'll hear him hit the lower one first, ah, but an octave higher, and then at the very end, it literally hangs over the end of the song with some reverb and delay and stuff, ah, but an octave above that. So check it out here. So 
I mean, come on. He's got it. Whether or not it's a synth or vocal at the beginning, he's he's delivering it at the end either way. That's perfection of production, too. I love the effect oh. on the end there. That's so nice. Great production. And and Trev Lukather produced the track, and so he's he's done a great job on it. Um, I You know, it's one of those, uh, of course, it's got a big, uh, a minor verse, you know, with guitar riffs and, and minor melody, that kind of thing. And in a, you know, a, a thing that's not unheard of, let's say it goes to a big parallel major chorus, you know what I mean? Where the, what has been like the minor one chord so far becomes truly like the six minor to a yep. parallel, you know, one major. And, um, but one thing I really appreciate about this is that they, they went, you know, it goes, it's that, that progression that's like, as old as time, that's six minor, four, one, and then it's like a five over seven, right? Five tonality with a seven in the bass. Um, but they don't hit it on every like downbeat, right? It's, 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 it's six, four, one, three, four, one, two. It's more of a walk down than yeah. it is, you know what I mean? Everything is not hammering on the downbeat, um, you know, like we've heard 18 gazillion <laughs> times and, you know, and you and I have done and it, you know, yeah. songs that we've written, you know, it just kind of is what comes out and you don't think too much of it because it's this, yeah, let's just do that chord progression, good. you know. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I really appreciate that. Um, and I, I actually have a, um, you know, I don't do this much, but I have a lyric that I want to really kind of dig oh, into. Yeah. And y'all know that the last thing Rob listens to is the lyric. Yeah. But it, it got me, dude. The last line of the chorus especially, uh, got me, but I'll give some kind of context. Here's the, the lyric for the, for the whole chorus, um, is walls down in the heat of the moment. I found out my love's unwanted. Turned down, but my heart isn't broken. Why do I love to feel unwanted? And I just went, good grief. There's a, <laughs> there's a hearty meal in the last line of that chorus. <laughs> right. That, uh, you know, is, is that probably took some therapy to get to. Yeah. And it's probably going to take some more to like get through. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's like, good. Yeah. that's a, that is a stout realization about oneself. Why right. do I love to feel unwanted? Uh-huh. Um, and so it makes me want to hear, like, what are we exploring on the rest of this album thematically, you yeah. know, when it yeah. comes out? That's good. That's good. Yeah, I was thinking, like, will the album re- kind of reflect this, or will it be, like, will the album be called Unwanted, and it will be kind of this heavier topics with uh, rock music, or will it get some some more bubble in there? I don't know. I'm kind right. of excited. But I, I was thinking, like, the this song is very well reflected to me in the album cover. I love the way it looks at it. And I know you had some stuff on the logo um, and different logo things. You want to talk on that for a bit? I I do. I love the logo. I think this is a great band logo. You'll have to you'll have to look it up. Obviously, there's not really a great way for us to show you over podcast audio, um, but uh, it, it kind of looks at first glance like I think of like runes that you would see in like a you know um, like a Mayan uh, you know in a pyramid or something. Um, very mostly stark angles. There's one curve in it. Um, but it kind of, um, I think you said it kind of looked like a robot, right? Like yeah. To you yeah. At first. It looks like a man that's or like a robot man standing with like his head on top and his arms out and like one little, it looks like a little yeah. robotic man. A robot man on a unicycle. There it is. That's <laughs> right? it. That's kind of what it looks it. like. Yes. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> and, uh, that's wheeling right towards you. Like, uh, that's right. He's coming. The, he's, 
the, it's the, a the head robot on the made on the Jetsons, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Rosie. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you kind of give it a second look and realize that it actually spells out the word effect in these little like runic, uh, you know, kind of lines, um, in a, in a really interesting, you know, way. Um, and another thing that I thought, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but the, at the bottom of the logo is the C and the T of the word effect. And the, the T kind of goes through the middle, um, and down of the letter C. You, you have to see it probably to fully understand what I'm saying, but the way that it does kind of reminds me whether, whether it was on purpose or not of the, you know, like, um, Toto four, um, iconography with the sword yeah. going through the circles. You know what I mean? We've seen that several times I, in, in Toto stuff. I think that I've never didn't even think about that till you mentioned that. And something else that I just noticed the way it's separate from the other thing. Let's think about his first name's Trev and Nick's first last name is Collins. Like yeah. the T and the C are separate. So true. there you go. Yeah, that's true. It almost is like they could have started with that T and C as like, this is the logo for the yeah. untitled, you know, Trevor and Collins project, you yeah. know, um, and, then, and, then and then they just, just made oh, it look, a band. What if we just <laughs> added the rest? Yeah. yeah um, cool. So, the, cause you got E for Emmett. Hey now. Oh my gosh. What's uh, happening now? Are and we just maybe, and look, this? if you take the middle E, that could just be that an could M. That could be an M. Yeah, for Magiola, so. What is happening right wow. now? Wow. We've Dude, really gone second. too deep on this logo. We're about to talk to him here in about 30 minutes, and we're going to be like, we figured out your logo. We've, <laughs> got, we've, we've got it. We've seen the messages, bro. We've seen we the messages. We're picking up on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is a great band logo. It, it looks like a, a you know a really cool one. Um, I, what, do you have, give me some of your favorite or, or in yeah. your opinion, some of the greatest band logos? Sure. I think the most popular one, I think we kind of agree would be, I think it's the Rolling Stones one. That's the, yeah. the, the most popular, I would think the tongue as y'all will, will know it. Yeah. Um, ones that I like, I really like the monkeys logo. I've always liked it, um, in the guitar. Um, and I think Rob had a list. Um, I did. I I found a list that had a few, uh, you know, on it. It was like the 15 best and worst band logos was from this list. And it did have the Rolling Stones at number one, had the doors at number two. Do you think of the doors? Okay. As I mean, no, I don't think it's great, but I mean, I know it. It's it's words spelled out. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It says doors. I think honestly, I really, this is going to sound, I bet Zeke or Kayla could make a better doors logo. I agree. that, That in some way incorporated some doors. Like, you know what I mean? More yeah. doors. Their logo doesn't really look like it has much to do with their music. Um, yeah. But I will say something I noticed on the monkey's logo when I was looking at it earlier uh, that I've never really noticed. Like you see that, you know, it's the word monkeys in the, in the shape of a guitar, you know what I mean? Sort of constrained to the shape of a guitar. But I've never really thought about the fact that the bottom leg the, or the, that the two legs sort of of the K in monkeys form the the cutaway of the like Les Paul shape. Oh yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I just looked at it to see what you're talking about. Yeah. I've never noticed that. I just saw it as a guitar, but it's definitely a yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I had just never like that's that to me is the most impressive part of that logo now. You know, yeah. that it's not just, you know, that they use the K to actually uh, you know do the the curvature of the thing. Uh this list here's an interesting one. I and I don't agree. Um they have at number five Bon Jovi. Can you describe to me without looking the Bon Jovi logo? No, I just know it. No, I know it would be like kind of um, like rainbow ish, not in color, but in 
Like it's kind of a half circle with his mm. name across if I'm seeing it right, but that's all I remember. Yeah, really. I could have maybe got to you that there was some text, but they're showing a whole logo that's like a heart with a sword through it, and there's wings coming off of the sword, and there's like roses and thorns growing on the heart. And I just could, I would have never pulled that out of the air. Um, they had some others, red hot chili peppers. Um, yes. Uh, which is, is a cool logo. I don't know that I just look at it and go, yes, but, uh, you know, um, Aerosmith, which I agree. I think Aerosmith is a great, like that's an all time rock band, you know, kind of logo. Um, Nirvana, which is very plain, but I kind of get, it's very like no frills, you know what I mean? kind of indicative of what Nirvana was just kind of stark and not much to it, but that was kind of the point. You know, yeah. Um, and then some of the some of the worst they have they have Guns and Roses on theirs, which I think is just yeah. It's some guns and it's some roses. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, whatever. Um, they have some you of the could, worst. Like, you didn't even have to put the words Guns and Roses on there. You could just throw some guns and some roses and be like, right. "That's what that is." Maybe that's what makes it great. Maybe that's uh, I don't know. Anyway, some of the worst they have uh, fish, which just looks like clip art. Uh, stained, which is just super messy and hard to read. Um, they have 311 on their list, which I don't necessarily agree with. I'll, I always thought that was a pretty cool logo. Um, the, I've, uh, I've the, always liked the Dave Matthews logo with the dancing lady person, or what. And I know it, it may not, which is it. on their worst list. Uh, they're <laughs> not, like they're it. not fans, but hey, whatever. Um, there's also one from band I'm not familiar with called Gay Dad. Um, and it's just like a guy walking, uh, like a pedestrian, just white on blue on a square. And that's, okay. you're supposed to look at that and go, gay and go dad. That's, a, that's a gay dad. Is that on the best or the worst? That's on the worst. That's okay. on the worst. So, um, and they just say that it's dull, which okay. I, I agree with. Um, they don't even just bring up the fact that like, how are you supposed to look at this and, and know that this is a band yeah. called gay dad? Yeah. But, um. Anyway, there's a couple others. Tokyo Hotel, um, Party Cannon, which is a a metal group. Um, like it's like a death metal band, but their logo looks like the Toys R Us. Like it's super <laughs> bright and kind of balloonish looking, which I think is pretty funny and and uh, you know ironic. But um, so I guess I, I mean we're, let's do a little meet the band. Yeah, let's meet uh, the band. We'll we'll we'll, we'll meet them. We'll meet them, right. and then we'll do a little stuff to genius. Play the jingle. Hey! the band of the effect um we'll meet them quickly um, because we're hanging out with them here in just like a few minutes literally yeah. um yeah. as we're done here we're jumping right on with them um which is a little backwards than the way we normally do it but hey game on uh trev lukather who rob mentioned on guitar and production um son of steve lukather um from toto anyway in a bunch of other projects he's got a great solo project i like or some solo stuff i really like um a song called You Wish that he he did the solo pro, solo stuff on is pretty good. Um, he was in a group called Lavara um, from 2021 that I'm kind of excited to talk to him a little bit about because um, it was a band that he started and formed uh, and then kind of got kicked out of his own band. Um, so I'm going to try to touch on that briefly and as the delicately nerve. as I can, uh, but I, I, anxious to hear about that. Um, on yeah. drums, Nick Collins, who Rob mentioned, is the is the son of Phil Collins. He's also in a, in another group right now. 
Um, I think Rob might have mentioned it earlier. Yeah, uh, Better Strangers. Better, Better Strangers. Strangers. Yeah, and, and they're, um, I haven't heard a lot of them yet. I've heard a song or two, and it, it feels to be a little bit more pop-leaning. It's still rock, It's still rock, yeah. but it, a little bit more um, pop-leaning than the effect, I think. And I'm excited. There's a bunch of things I'm excited to talk with him about. Gear, um, wristbands, different things like that. Um, On keyboards, Steve Maggiora, or Maggiora, I'm going Maggiora, I guess. That's kind of how Rob pronounced it. He was in Toto, um, ironically enough, for a bit. And on lead vocals, Rob mentioned him, Emmett Stang. Um, He's got some great videos um, of him doing covers of, like, some outfield stuff. He does Your Love. Anyway, some, some good classic bangers. Um, so that's the band, and we're going to save a little of it, a lot of the stuff that we know, because we're going to be talking to them here in a minute, and we're going to try to save some of the of the doozy stuff for the actual interview portion. Yeah. Um, I've got a – did you have something you wanted to add there? I, I was on? just going to add, you know, it, it's, it's really neat to see how these guys are sort of um, not just like – carrying on their dad's legacy, which is like the first thing that you would say, right? That's the low hanging fruit of this sort of analysis. Um, but, um, but I think, you know, it's neat to me that Trev, you know, so Steve Lukather is a real like Renaissance guy, right? He's like, you need a song written. I'll write it. You need a guitar part laid down. I'll lay down an iconic guitar part. You need, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, um, you need something produced. I got, you know, I got you I'll you know, and, uh, Trev seems to have that same, um, function, you know, that same, that same, um, gift, I guess I should say, Yeah, you know, um, he's, you know, he's written stuff for like Hailstorm. He's been like touring, uh, musical director, Ryan Cabrera and Lindsay Lohan and some others. Um, and, uh, and it's, you know, it's really neat. And then of course, Nick Collins, you know, has at a young age, you know, already been not only Phil Collins drummer, which, (laughs) Hello pressure. Um, (laughs) you know, um, but also he toured with Genesis. Uh, he toured with Mike and the mechanics. Like he really hit that whole trifecta. Um, and that's, there's a lot to that, right? I mean, that's, you know, um, drumming for Genesis is not the same as drumming for, uh, you know, um, matchbox 20. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Right. Like I'm not disparaging one or the other, no. but it's, it's not different. the same. It's, you know, it, there's a, there's a degree of difficulty not, and not a lot of time signature changes in the matchbox 20 stuff. You yeah. Know, there's just from seven to four to three. Right. right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> there's just certain feel things and groove <laughs> things and whatever that, you know, yeah. that you've really got a nail and you're, and, and if you're playing for Genesis, that means you're playing for an audience who knows Genesis and they right. know what they're listening for. Uh-huh. Um, so to be able to, to to pull that off with the added whatever of, and they would be yeah. they would be like that's a floor tom there you, like you didn't play that right like that's yeah, right. a floor tom that you yes. did not play right so yeah, yeah. exactly you yes i've been listening to this since 1973 <laughs> yeah. and you know what i mean like no you yeah. yeah. So, and it's, it's one of those things I'm interested to see, you know, we, we've talked about, you and I talked about <laughs> be like, you, you hit your splash and that's a crash. Like, <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, you and I joked that we were going to like try and do this interview basically as though we're ignorant of the fact that their dads are who they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just see how long it takes for that to Before like they come bring up, it up on its own. Yeah. yeah. Like let, let them get into all that and us not come straight into the interview. Like, Hey dude, Steve, look at there's awesome. You don't want to Jimmy Vaughn these guys <laughs> right, right from the start. That's right. you know? that's it. Um, that's it. So like, uh, um, 
but uh, I, I, I am kind of interested to know if it, if it comes up yeah, where they stand with that kind of stuff. Um, you know, cause I, I think about like Wolfgang Van Halen and mammoth, you know, he's very particular about the way, um, that people yeah. talk about him in conjunction with Eddie, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, the idea of comparison or, or even, even directly sort of carrying yeah. on a legacy, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm interested to see if they have strong feelings about that one way or the other. Um, you know, when we get to talk, uh, to them, uh, here in just a oh, couple moments, actually, yeah, we better speed real, toward like, the end here. So um, a couple minutes, let's do a stump the genius real quick. You by, all stump means, the genius? by all means, stump the genius. So I'm home, which means I don't have the bell, but I do have the next best thing, and that's a oh, tambourine. Look Let's at that. go. And, and since I knew that we were doing this uh, not in the same room and not as easily able to play music tracks, these are all uh, just questions. Like uh, so, but the category okay. is going to be fathers and sons. Um, okay. No time limit. So I'm going to give you one word at a time. Okay. okay. The way it's going to work, um, I'm going to give you a category. And these are all going to be fathers and sons. So you're okay. just going to say the family name. All so right. like, let's say, okay. I'm not going to do this one, but let's say that the cat, because the category was presidents uh-huh. or whatnot. And, you know, I went down, I was going to do one as a joke where you think it was the Bushes the whole time, but it ended uh-huh. up being like John and John the Adamses. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so uh, we'll do this. If you want to guess it after one, then you would get like five points. If you want to okay. guess it after two, but you only get one guess. So okay. If you guess Ooh, and all right. It, okay. There's the wrinkle. So you got. You got to know it. Okay. Um, and with five of them, I thought a good point thing to shoot for would be twelve. That's a number okay. that just sounds like if you can get twelve points, you're freaking killing. Okay. It. So I love it. Let's you, go for it. You, let's go. Here we go. So athletes is your category. Okay. okay? All right. Word one: steroids. Okay. Word two: home runs. And stop me if you want me to stop uh, anywhere. Stop. You gonna take a guess? Yes. That would be Barry and Bobby Bonds. Barry and Bobby Bonds, hey. dude. There you go. Okay, All so right. that would be four points. Is that right? Four points on that one because you did it on yeah, word two. After two, yep. Because like you would have got five points if you did it on word one. Four points. Well done. Okay, actors. Okay. Ready? All right. Actors. Word one, major. Okay. Word two, league. Okay. Uh, word three. No, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Martin and Charlie Sheen. Okay. Martin and Charlie Sheen. Well Ew. done. Shake it. Shake it. Killing it. Shake All right. Athletes. Back to athletes. Okay. Okay. Reds. Uh, Mariners. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I've got it. I had it after one. I had it after okay. one. That would be Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Sr. Hey. and Jr. Look at Boom. this, man. You Well, you're already on pace. As long already as you hit my quota. these. No, you've got. Yeah, you actually have. I think got I've got 13. 14. 13. Okay. Yeah. Here, here we go. Um, musicians. Okay. Okay. Headlight. Tamarine. Oh, I got it after one. I got it. Okay. I got it. That would be the Dillons. That would be Bob and Jacob. Man. Yes. That yeah. is awesome. That is awesome. Fiverr. Okay. Last like one. This game. Last one. Here we go. You're crushing it. You're doing way better <laughs> than I thought you would ever do. It's awesome. Athletes. Last one. Okay. Here we go. Quarterback. Vols. Okay, yeah, that's Manning. That's going to be P. 
Peyton, Eli, and Archie. Okay, yeah, I was gonna. My last clues were gonna be not and Eli, so it'd be okay. Peyton and Archie Manning. So good, good job. There we go. Well done, man. That was awesome. You you crushed. You got five, fifteen, nineteen, twenty three. Wow. Holy cow! I set the bar way too low for you. So good job. Typical, typical. Fathers and sons. All Time right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and jump on over. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and talk to uh, Trev Lukather and Nick Collins of The Effect and uh, get their takes on all this stuff. And uh, maybe we can find out who is their favorite band logo. Oh, um, okay. There we go. Let's That's get good. Some, get some info on that. They'll be like Genesis and Toto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we'll, uh, we'll be back to tuck you guys in on the other side. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with Trev Lukather and Nick Collins of The Effect. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on The Great Song Podcast. Oh, uh, guys. So stoked to be here, man. Yeah, thanks for having us. I can tell already we're going to have a good time. Uh, JP, why don't you get us started, uh, yeah, start I hammering get, these guys with some tough questions. I get question one. Okay, so no bass player. Am I missing something? So when you tour, are you going to tour with a bass player, or are you just going to let Steve carry it, or have you since added a bass player? What is the status of bass work on this album? Well, I you know, Flash that's tour. a good that's a good question. I mean, I think we got to play it by ear, but you know how tough it is to tour nowadays. It's it's very likely that we're going to keep it to uh, to track and synth for now with the core four. But you know, uh, speaking of JP as as your name, man, uh, JP is the bass player on our album. Josh Paul, who played okay. who played in Daughtry for a long time, he, he's he's an absolute beast. Like suicidal tendencies, he's a good friend of ours. You know, um, and it was one of those things where. You know, we love his bass playing. So, you know, he he just he, he was super cool enough to provide bass for this band on the album. And he's got a ton of things going on and, you know, a new move and stuff. So it wasn't like we could like snag him to be in the band. But he he really is a huge asset to the album, no doubt. So we get to put him on some track with a little bit of synth bass and and, you know, our first show was that and people really loved it. I mean, it, it came off really great, you know, Fantastic. very cool. So you guys are then on the, you know, I know uh, some people and some journalists or whoever have like strong opinions about bands, you know, playing with tracks and blah, 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 blah. And of course there's, there's bands who are like playing with auxiliary tracks, which is what you're talking about versus bands who are like, you know, well, we, our lead singer's not actually doing anything. He's just kind of <laughs> yeah. holding the microphone, you know what I mean? But, um, so, so I'm assuming what's the, what's the process like for you guys as far as, um, setting up tracks for a live show, you know, sending them out, are you running from a front of house computer kind of thing or mm -hmm. what's, yeah. Yeah, we, we do. I mean, I think that we, you know, we, we have stem by stem. So it's, it, you know, certain things we go through it, what we're going to play, you know, listen, man, we, you know, I know there's a lot of people that have a strong opinion about it, but we, you know, it's like, it's like someone who doesn't want to stream. They want to stick to CDs, man. You know I mean? The thing is like certain records are, 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 you know, produced and, and bands I've seen bands that don't play to tracks that have a really well produced record. And, and it just, sounds like things are missing you know it just sounds like kind of the skeleton of the song so it yeah. doesn't really give you that the the like no pen no pun intended the effect of what you want it it to be so you know i've always been i i toured with a, a dj producer who we did electronic drums and 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 guitar we did all these you know toured around the world and people i started noticing because i since you know nick and i have grown up around some our old you know old school legendary parents you know um 
tracks are used with everybody nowadays, realistically. I mean, if you're not like one of those bands that are just, you know, very bare bones. Right. Tracks, everyone uses them. I, I have no shame in the game with that. Uh, Nick, you can you can you can chime in here, man. Yeah, but, no, uh, I mean, I, I think that my like my take on tracks is it's always like dependent on like the context, like and and how and if it's taken away, like you know, I've seen because it was like a whole thing, especially in like the drumming world, like uh, like a year or two ago or something, where like guys were like putting their like double kick, especially in like metal stuff, like they were putting all their double kick stuff in tracks and not actually doing them. Um, and I think that's like insane like ridiculous yeah. you know what i mean that's and unacceptable I, yeah and I, th- I think it's always like it depends on the context i think the nature of of this band's music is um and and trev being the producer there's there's a lot of density to the songs and there's a lot of stuff happening um so you don't want to feel like you're then going on stage and you kind of feel naked that there is not a little bit of that but everybody's playing their their stuff you know and i and like i said i think it's dependent on on the context of what kind of band and the music and what's necessary because there's some tracks there's some songs of ours where there's you know there is certain things and then there's some tracks where you know we're stripping a bit of stuff back because it sounds great as is um Mm. and i think you know for us it's like we're all we're all musicians and we like doing it so for us like you know we're not trying to cover up our playing with it you know what i mean yeah like, yeah no we're our all stuff really is, playing yeah our we're stuff all, is all there <laughs> yeah, yeah we're all we're all really playing and emmett our lead singer who's such a beast and you know you know nick can sing by the way i don't know if anyone knows this but nick can sing his ass off and i know he doesn't like to do it but man my man has perfect pitch but oh. like you know everyone everyone in the everyone in the band can sing you know but obviously when we're when we're in the, the beginning stages and we want to just make sure that we we, you know, uh, especially with Nick, we're playing the drum stuff. Like, we'll set all that up down the line when we start touring. But, you know, Steve, Emin, and I in the first show just kind of took on the vocals. So when you have three-part harmonies, real three-part harmonies going on with a little oomph behind it, it, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not about us, right? It's about the people watching the show. So if someone really loves the record of the song, you know, you want to give them that live version of, of of what they love listening to. And I think that it's kind of more of a prideful thing for people to take that away and be like, no, no tracks. You know, I think that if if we add a few things, uh, we don't play to a ton of it. But if you add a few things that really just, you know, it's like uh, the rug, man. It's like it's like the rug and Big Lebowski. It really ties the room together, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for Nick uh, s- since we're talking about kind of live shows and get. So I've seen you play. I saw you on the the 2019 uh, Not Dead Yet tour with your dad. Um, are you still a Gretsch guy? Um, I know you were using concert toms and like the single head drums when you were on tour. I'm guessing you're not going to be doing that with this stuff. Um, you still using two floor toms, and uh, I know you're using like I think a 20 inch bass drum at the time versus a 24 are you doing like a completely different kit are you still great yeah yeah so yeah i'm still with gretch i'm very very grateful and lucky to be with them they're great people i've been with them since i you know started ever endorsing a drum company you know and um so they've always been great to me so yeah the tour you saw i was those are like the exact same specs and it was a replica of like my dad's setup um, which you just set I, a little higher than he did. <laughs> he sets way low. So. Oh no. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally like changed it because like, you know, the way he would set it up, it's just like, imp- I've sat behind his kid and aside from like him being a lefty, I was just like, I don't know how you 
did this, like how you can even play, like how you're, you know, all the things that come along with it. But yeah, so I changed it, but it was the same configuration and setup. And then on the Genesis tour, I used the same like toms, like the concert toms, but I had a bigger kick drum. But then what I've used kind of on my own, whether that be with the effect, whether that be Mike and the Mechanics or or my band, like it's always been a a mix, a hybrid, like a, a, you know, normal double-headed, um, toms and then but i do throw in two concert toms so at the first show you know i i I just rolled up to rehearsal with the whole arena kit you know what i mean with like (laughs) six toms and stuff and you know a bunch of cymbals but you know it's i think for like modern because like you know my dad's music and the genesis stuff it's like that's part of that sound and those drums but I think it's not necessarily always going to work for our stuff. Like, you know, we've, we've had a couple of moments, like a couple of songs where, you know, I've thrown in the concert toms on the record and, you know, but it's not like something that I'm doing all the time. I also, I'm also trying not to be that guy who's just, do, you know what I mean? Like, that's like kind of, that's been done and <laughs> by somebody I know, so I should kind of do something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. I do love the concert Tom, uh, I do love when he when he brings that into the mix. I think that really is a fresh. You know, you don't hear that all the time too, though nowadays in in music. So it's great when you hear like an added concert tom into the drum fill. You know, yeah. I just yeah. try to sprinkle it in a little bit. On, I was gonna say, since, and I'm guessing still Sabians. You still Sabian Sabian symbol guy. Yeah. Okay. Since we gave Nick a chance to talk on gear, Trev, I, I I love your your solo videos that you've been doing on YouTube. I know you did the 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 one over Blood and Sugar. Rob is a big boys <laughs> like girls fan, so and I'm yeah. a huge night game fan. So we interviewed Martin not too long ago, and he's great. So Rob's on that boys like girls sauce now. That's awesome. Yeah. The the one you did of the Andrew Hagar song, nice play yeah. on on Systematic Minds to give him yeah. a pub. I thought that was great. Um, leave it alone. Well, I, I produced, I produced and played on that record. So like that, I did that, not know that. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I produced Andrew's album and we, we did, okay. we, we, it was just him and I basically in a room, the whole album. Uh, wow. and then we added, uh, uh, my buddy Jake Hayden on drums and yeah, so it was just, it was just that. So, so yeah, Andrew's a, a, one of my best bros, you know I mean? He, he was a groomsman in my wedding. So That's yeah, so cool. I love it. That's but awesome. I'm thank you for that, man. I'm so glad you guys dig it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah the sure. guitar solo on your solo pro, uh, on you wish that guitar solo is fantastic. And um, thank I you. Saw the that like pink and black. What kind of guitar is that that you're playing? Yeah, That's it, a, it's it's a same. It's a Music Man Saint Vincent. Okay. And you know it's it's interesting because just those guitars to me, it's not that I actually am like really hip so much to St. Vincent's music. I respect her, but I, I haven't, I can't, I can't lie and say that I'm like, you know, a big, you know, big fan. I don't know a lot of the music, but I just, when I, out of the collection of music man guitars, it was the most interesting looking, which I always like weird looking guitars. I just, that I just, you know, gravitate towards those, but it was the best feeling and the best tone to me of like an overall tone on the guitar. It just felt right. Like a connection. So, uh, you know, I think I'm one of the very few like guys that play it, but I mean, hey, you know, it's, it's <laughs> the long good. hair, man. You know, I'm, I'm trying, you know. Uh, but great. like, yeah, I mean, so so Music Man um, has been, you know, my my I've been endorsed by them for a, a long time now, and uh, and yeah, and then live we've been using, you know, I've been using my uh, Line Six Helix, but you know, in the studio I do the Bogner. Um, Bogner's Reinhold's a bro, and um, and yeah, so that that's that's a uh, kind of my sitch man with the gear cool very cool um so we kind of 
dug into this a little bit in the idea of um I, I'm just I'm just so interested with obviously the the legacy that you guys are a part of and then now what you're doing on your own and trying to build your own presence in, you know, in rock music and make your own stamp on, you know, on the genre. Do you guys think that rock music in general is kind of a a closed genre like is it a solved equation is it a thing that like we know what rock music is now and now forever this is kind of what it's going to be or do you think that there's still room for like surprise in the genre i i 100 think there's always room to for rock to evolve i think as soon as the genre stops evolving that's the end of that genre and i think and i think that's been the issue to be honest with with rock the last you know couple years is it's become a nostalgia trip to me and it's like oh this is what rock is supposed to sound like you're supposed to you know whether there's and it's it's funny because there's different eras that people decide to choose like you're either going to dress like you're from the 60s and 70s and like flower power and stuff or you're going to be like dress like Kurt Cobain and be like from the grunge movement like and I'm like that's not the point like the the reason those guys and you know did what they did and it was so successful is because it wasn't done before and as soon as you're just making it about that and you're not actually pushing the genre forward that's why like also like the demographic for people who listen to rock music is not a young demographic anymore because it's like there's nothing new and exciting it's just like like why would i listen to this when i can go and listen to led zeppelin on spotify now like it's so easy like <laughs> yeah. i'm like i can go and listen to nirvana or pearl jam like i don't need some kind of wannabe 90s band that's trying to do it so i think the the cool thing for for us like and and what i've always loved about you know ever since trev like you know started the project with everybody it's like you know it's a it's a rock band but it's also they're kind of we're kind of playing pop tunes and there's you know stuff that everybody's bringing it like everybody's bringing a bit of a different flavor that is making the music a bit more unique while we're still trying to be like hey you're supposed to sing along to these tunes. You're supposed to remember them. You know what I mean? But it's still doing something that isn't, you know, to us, I guess, predictable <laughs> and just, yeah. you know, not very exciting, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think you know, it's all, it's all about the song in general. But, like, I think what's really great about our band, too, is that we're all, you know, there are no real boundaries with it, like, as far as, like, everyone really has their 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 shining moments in the song everybody has a a a a place and the show of of who they are they everyone brings their personality into it so i think that us being four unique personalities and meshing it into you know this music gumbo it's really sounding something and everyone's bringing their own influences in it doesn't it's like there you could maybe try to pinpoint like some homages or whatever but like i really think it's like it really has its own thing because there's it's not you also don't hear a lot of keyboards in like you know i mean muse does it but like you know it's like if they do it great is bringing keyboards into a maybe a heavy rock riff and then you know, Steve is so unique as a player and, and his and his voicings over like if I'm thinking of like just doing a riffy rock thing and then but then Nick comes into with an approach of of an arrangement approach on drums that you wouldn't think is a typical rock and roll approach. So everything is kinda an M is just all over the map vocally, just high, low. He sounds great in all registers and Steve's an incredible singer too. And, and, you know, with, uh, with, with my vocals involved, it's like, it has this unique blend. It's, it's just really, you know, to us, we keep, you know, we keep surprising ourselves. And I think that if we can make catchy songs with showing that we're musicians as well, like the good old days too, I mean, you know, with bands that had musicianship pop songs, 
you know, was but in our own way. I think that we do sound like us. I don't think we are a, a, a you know an easy connection with another band. That, yeah, we were talking we about sound. that earlier. Like you know, you don't, you don't. Now we've only heard the one song, and so I'm I'm curious to to hear a little a little more about where the album's coming along. But we were basically talking about that. Like you don't hit play on Unwanted and go, oh, obviously that's you know that's Trev Lukather and Nick Collins, duh. Like that, you know what I mean? Because it sounds like what we you know you know expect from hearing those names. It is definitely its <laughs> own you know its own thing. So I, I'm interested. We've heard the lead single, and that's kind of what we've been talking about because that's all we've had to go on. Um, yeah. But as far as the rest of the album, you said you know you're kind of in mixing stage um where where is uh unwanted as far as representation of the album can we expect more like that does it lean heavier does it lean poppier where you know what's the rest of the album kind of sounding like so far to me unwanted to me unwanted is like kind of right down the middle i i i guess i feel like for all of us we thought that'd be a good starting point also it was the first song we ever wrote like that yeah. was the first thing yeah. that was like, that was Trev's business card to everybody being like, here's the song. Do you want to be in the band? You know what I mean? That's awesome. <laughs> and, um, and, That's and hysterical. yeah. And so we kind of were like, it, I think it just made sense for it to be the first song, but I think the cool thing, you know, piggybacking off the last point is just like, we never had a conversation about what kind of band we're going to be where it was never yeah. like, Oh, what, what music are we going to write? It was just like, this is just what happens like when the four of us make music together. And um, I would say that like, there's different moments on the record. Like, you know, we're, we're kind of like, I think we're like, well, I've, I'm like nearly at the end of tracking, at least on my end. And the other day we had like a, a total ballad, but then there's been times where ref Trev sends me a really heavy riff. And I'm like, wow, I, I didn't know that this was going to happen in this record. And all of a sudden we're yeah. going down that road. You know what I mean? So it's always like, at the beginning, I'm like, oh, we're kind of a pop rock band, but then we played the show and then, and I'm like, God, this is kind of heavy. Like, I, I don't actually, like, I don't know what really it is, but I think Unwanted it's like a solid middle point. I, I, would I would say, so. I would say that's exactly right on, right on point. It was like, it was the starting tune, which kind of like, you know, started the madness, but you know, even we have a song coming out on December 1st called something wrong. And, and, and that one is, you know, there's riffs. But it's like, it, you know, it's showing definitely a little bit more of a musicality arrangement um, on this tune, uh, you know, with a lot of like licks really tight, like Nick, Steve and I, and, uh, you know, we're really tight on the, on the, on these random little licks in between, like when Emmett's just kind of singing a verse in the middle, we're like around it and going to mm. doing these like little arrangement, crazy arrangement things. And then, but then we, we, we tend to always, I feel on this record, it's like really kind of cool riffy tunes but then there's always that big chorus there's always that like open big pop like anthemic chorus on every song so th that kind of is the 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 i guess yeah I, I would say that that's on every tune so i guess that kind of develops our sound so you can definitely kind of expect to hear a lot of like riff like big heavy stuff with all of us playing it and then there's the big payoff chorus love it Outstanding. There's there's parts of these where we kind of gush over the people that we're interviewing. So I'm going to give you guys each one compliment tied into a question, and then for sake of time, see if we, I'll let you pick which way you want to go. So Trev, I love that you're a smiley guitar player. Like there's yeah. so <laughs> many guitar players that play like drivey, edgy stuff that have nasty guitar face, and I love that you're a smiley guitar player. So don't ever yeah. stop that. 
Nick, when I saw you play the first time, you were wearing wristbands. Please tell me you still wear the wristies. Like, I am a wristband wearer. Rob's made fun of me for years. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, I saw you in, in, like I said, on the Not Dead Yet tour with your dad back in 2019. Um, are you still rocking wristbands? Dude, I'm, I have laid off the wristbands a little bit. I'm sorry, man. I, <laughs> oh, no. I, Trev, you got to make him bring it back. That's got to come back. The thing is, I, well, first of all, when you saw me, that was wristband overkill. That was two on was each arm. Wonderful. It's way too Love many. No. Also, massive Nike symbol. <laughs> like, I should have been looking for a sponsorship there. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, I was too young. Didn't realize. But now, I like, the thing is, is I had a lot of wrist issues. That's why I was wearing the wristbands. Okay. Okay. And, and I got heavier sticks. And then I was like, do I need, now it's only like one wristband and that's if I'm hurting, but now I'm okay. like, I'd kind of rather, rather make sure the technique and everything is okay. So that I'm not relying on something all the time to like sure. compress my wrist, but I, I'm, I have to bring it back now. Now that you mentioned that, there you, go. I, you, you know, you could say the, it started on the great song. Jake the wristbands are making a comeback. That's right. That's at, right. Least, yeah. at least flash it on like liner notes. You know what I mean? Inside, <laughs> inside cover somewhere. So, um, uh, yeah, Tre- Trev, you had a. I, I, I'm going to be careful how I toe the line on this because I don't want to get into <laughs> uncharted waters. But I loved the Lavara Band project. I know uh, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into it. Uh, the Ever Enough solo is fantastic. Automatic with the super close music videos that I know your family member did. It's wonderful. Ordinary yes. is my jam. The hits are so oh. tight and nice. Like, um, like I love that. That was one of my favorite albums of 2021. I know it didn't wow. end the way that you would have liked it, but yeah. are there moments on there that you're like super proud of that you're. Like, I'm proud of. I'm proud of every moment on that record. I, 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 you know, you know, just because the shit, it didn't work out with me and the other guys, like I'll, I'll, I'll always be proud of that album. I mean, I, I remember us making it. Uh, just really, that was like we were all feeling it. And, and I got to say that that that's I've. Making this record, though, I have to say, has outdone that feeling with the with Lavara. But you know, I I really it was a special time. I mean, we had Steve Perry in the studio doing background vocals. Like we did, we had a lot of awesome, great memories making that record. So I I I wish that we could have seen it through a little longer just to get it more known. But. I'll always be proud of it. That means a lot. You saying that, man. I mean, I, I really. Awesome. There'll always be a. There'll always be a body of work that I'm proud of. You know, of of the guitar work and the and the whole band. Everyone brought their A game to it, and that was that was a lot of fun. You know, as kind of a follow up to that, the video for the unwanted music video. It's yeah. very similar to me of automatic. Did Jake do that, or is that somebody? Else? My my wife. My wife directed it. Madison. Oh, fantastic. Um, but Jake was involved. Yeah. Jake, Jake was, you know, in the room doing set other cam, you know, he was like helping kind of like director of photography sitch and, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it was basically learning from that experience of like, also like the, how the videos were made. It's a great, I always love the look of that because it gives everyone just like this band, like, you know, Everyone their has their close. They get their moment, moment you know. Yeah. Instead of it being like a big old open band shot and kind of like, you know, it could get a little distracting. It's great that everyone has their moment, and we're doing that. Also, it's a very similar thing for the something wrong video as well. So it's like, you know, I think that it also shows the performance of everybody in the band, which then gets people like kind of getting a little taste of what it's going to be live and wanting us wanting to see the band live. So yeah, it, it, and the color schemes and kind of like you know the fast edits like yep. it's really you know I, I i love that kind of 
uh, approach to a video, especially when you're a band, you know, if it's a, it's, a, it's different, you're a pop star or whatever, but like with a band with these guys too, it's like everyone needs to have their moment because they deserve the moment too, because that's just the music itself. So, um, but that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. And Jake did our logo too. Like he did the LeVar logo. Like Jake is, you know, he's, he's the man. We love Brez, man. I call him Brezen because we're, our moms are our identical twins. So we're technically part brothers. Oh, okay. Awesome. Real quick on the logo, and then I'm going to have to actually pause us because we're going to run on a Zoom time. But I love the logo on the the effect logo. Like it's it's cool just at the start, and then you go, oh, it says effect. Like it's really neat. Yeah. Um, And then I'm curious because I see the the C and the T intersecting in the bottom, and it does give me vibes of like the Toto Four sword through the circles kind of thing. You know what I mean? And so I wondered that's if that was funny. any kind of purposeful no. homage or just accident. To be honest, bro, that's the first time that I've even thought of it. Like you saying that's like, oh, wow. Okay. Maybe it does. But I, that was not a thought whatsoever. Okay. It's something that I noticed is the T and the C cross at the bottom, which is kind of se- It's a little bit separated, which could be Trev and Collins that I was like, oh, maybe they did it like that. And then the E up top is like, it could be Emmett. Emmett. And yep. then the, the F's kind of make an M for it could have right. been, yeah. it could have been. Yeah. Yeah, so I was yeah. Like, maybe I was like, me and Rob were like, we're I, reading between the lines on this. We're you guys just think, bro, bro, you guys you, think you, we're you way would, smarter than we are. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, you, you would you would make an amazing conspiracy theory director, <laughs> man. You know, yeah, that, that's a whole other think, podcast. That's that's our yeah. other <laughs> that's the great conspiracy podcast, right? Yeah. We, uh, I, I got to at least give thirty seconds to to, and then if we need to break, Rob, we can. But fifty eight hundred band Nick back in two thousand nineteen, y'all had that nice driving rock song, "Burn It Down," with a left handed guitarist with everybody having X's on their hands because y'all are way too young. I don't know, you you were probably of age, but the places <laughs> I saw y'all play it. Oh, dude, like, yeah, uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, a long you, time ago. Do you ever keep in touch with any of those guys? Oh, I mean, I, I still play with Joey and Yang all the time. It was just that was a different band, and that's sure. that's so funny. Like those, yeah, those X's. It was funny. People will like grasp. They were like, "Are you guys doing a Brand X tribute?" Because I was like, <laughs> "Like, no, dude, we're just underage. We can't drink. We're playing at a <laughs> pub, dude. Like, yeah. what are you talking about?" But uh, yeah, no, those, those were good times, you know. And I think you know, just that you know, playing those club gigs from a young age was very helpful, and in. in uh, you know, cutting cutting my teeth and getting used to to doing it. So I'm I'm very grateful for for those times. But yeah, that's how that's like a lifetime ago, man. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. four years ago. Right? Do you want? Rob, uh, do you, you guys look? mind if I restart the Zoom to no. give us the cushion of a few extra minutes? We don't have to use it all, but we're on that. No, yeah, totally, point. absolutely. Yeah. This is the Great Song Podcast. All right. Can you okay. hear me? Is, is, is yeah. Got you. Okay, great, great. Cool, cool, cool. What if that was like our our gig that or like our spoof that we just left and had you guys and then you never come back, back just hang out. We just left you hanging out there. It's like it's like our big gag that we That's do. We psych out every interview. <laughs> so we just That's leave. great. We leave uh, Stuart Copeland hanging out there for an hour. <laughs> He'd probably give us about forty eight seconds. Go, go ahead, Rob. You got the next one. I got a I got a couple more. And guys, we'll be respectful of your time. Thanks so yeah. much for doing this. We hope you're having fun. Give us maybe ten. Oh 10, yeah, man. Yeah. No, we we appreciate you guys. Uh, your support and and help and spread the word, man. Excellent, absolutely. Um, okay, so 
Um, we, we joked about trying to like play it off, you know, super long, like, um, you know, Oh, is your dad somebody that we would know? Uh, but obviously since we've kind of crossed that bridge, um, let me, let me ask you this. <clears throat> and you've already mentioned, you know, several other <clears throat> people of this sort of, um, you know, next generation, current generation rock, you know, whatever you talked about Andrew Hagar. Um, and so that goes perfectly with this. I, I wanted to ask, um, do you guys have thoughts, um, about the, the announcement like this week that, you know, Sammy Hagar and Mike Anthony are going out on a tour with Joe Satriani, uh, and, mm-hmm. an, and another famous rock son, Jason Bonham, you know, on a kind of a Van Halen centric tour next year. Um, do, first of all, do you have any thoughts about that? Is, is it, how does that strike you? Like, do you feel like, I know some people are like, this is great. I'm sure there's some people that's like, this shouldn't be done. Where do you guys fall? If you have thoughts at all. Yeah, I, I didn't really have thoughts about it other than it's a tour that's happening. I, I, I like Jason a lot. I, I know Jason and he's a super nice dude and uh, and great drummer. Um, and I, you know, as a kid, he was, a uh, you know, we was talking to him and seeing his perspective on things was was awesome. But other than that, I mean, it's just I, I, I didn't even really clock. I just thought it was just the circle. But I guess it's Joe Satriani as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I know all those guys. Uh, I think that they want to play. And, you know, I think it's respectful that Sammy's, you know, calling it his tour. And obviously Joe and being in the band with the chicken foot sitch, mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of, you know, they're tying in this whole thing. I think that they just want to play those songs for fans. You know, Alex, uh, I love Alex um, and I love Wolfie. You know, I've known those guys growing up. Um you know, I also respect them not wanting to do anything about it. You know, uh, it's their choice. And I don't think really anyone should have a say or, or, or much of an opinion about what anyone else does. You know, it's up to, that's their whole inner circle sitch. And it's really none of anyone's business. And, and, you know, Wolfie, I think, did an incredible job. Obviously, I think he was just, he was like almost like, okay, if anyone's going to play guitar and there's going to be a Van Halen thing, Wolfie should do it. But Wolfie also is building his own brand. And I understand, and I think Nick understands too, is when you're coming from a parent that's, you know, a legendary person, you know, building your own brand is extremely important. Now, everyone, you know, it's, it, there's no, the, the, the difference is a double edged sword because you can get through doors, you know, coming from a family. That's known, but also it's harder too because you're instantly compared right. and people will want to hate you because you come from a family. Oh, you know, it, it's, it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and you do take a lot of abuse by it. And I think that, you know, Wolfie's taken a ton of abuse and he's a super talented guy and I, and I respect him for, um, for doing his thing. And I also respect him for not doing the Van Halen, uh, you know, in honor thing too. It, it's, it's, it's his choice. It's his dad, you know, and, and Alex, it's his brother. It's like Eddie's Eddie. There's only one Eddie man. And, um, you know, there's only one of all of us that we're all, yeah. we're all our own people. Everyone's a rock star in their own right. And, um, and everyone has their own story and, and Wolfie's story is an Eddie story. And, um, you know, and I think if, if Sammy and all those guys, I mean, I can love Michael, man. I think he's one of the sweetest dudes on planet earth. Uh, I love Jay. I love all of those dudes, man. And I think that them giving the fans some Van Halen tunes and I'm sure Sammy's would play his solo stuff too. And, you know, it's like, 
it'll be a party show, man, and right on. But <laughs> well, you know, me and Rob are super psyched. I bought tickets like the minute I could, pre-bought right. it. Like I'm psyched. <laughs> I also love the mammoth stuff that you're talking about. That yeah, I like al- both of them. I like both the albums that have come out. I've the first one was the album I listened to the most that year. Like that was my number one. I love it. So like I'm I'm excited. And I, so me and Rob are, pu- are pumped about this show. So We're yeah, we love it. we love yeah we love Kev. You know who's who's yeah. our who's our guy. You know yeah. and and works with Wolfie and yeah. you know I I think that you know it's been a while since I've seen Wolfie. Uh, a couple of years since we've talked actually, but you know I hope one day that we get to do a show with him. I think it'd be a great That'd it'd be, cool. be a great little uh, matchup. That's a but, good deal. You know, yeah, but I think you know. I think that I just I'm really proud of 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 Wolf and where where he's at, you know, and and uh, he deserves the success that he that he has, you know. And Kev's yeah. been great to work with to get you guys. He's awesome. You guys got a good oh, guy. Oh yeah, man. Your, we love Kev, man. Dude, that guy's love fantastic. Him. Fantastic. I talked to a lot of. I'm fortunate to get to just through this. I've got to meet a lot of people via emails and stuff. And his response time is top notch and he communicates very well and he's awesome. So give mad props. To him. He, he's always got a plan, Kev, man. Like, you know, like he's always, <laughs> the, the wheels are always turning, man. You don't know, really know what's going on in his head. And then he comes out, he hits you with oh, something. Yeah. You're like, Oh, okay. It yeah. all makes sense. man. <laughs> yeah. He, he's great. Um, well, Rob, do you have, I got one or two. I more do. I got, yeah. I got a couple, but you know, I know yeah. time. So go ahead, JP. Go ahead. Are you, are you guys, are you guys good? Y'all have. Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't worry about it. Okay. Come on. Bring it on. Oh, Rob, you want to hit, <laughs> okay. hit yours real quick? I just want to hit ask. yours, Rob, and then I'll do one or two more. Uh, we, we talked about, you know, Nick is bringing the thunder on drums, right? And we've talked about that. <clears throat> but I, I learned in research, uh, Trev, that you started on drums uh, as well when you were very young. Yeah. Um, does that rhythmic foundation help you guys communicate and kind of lock in when you're writing or arranging in particular? You know, do you, are you talking, do you talk to each other in drum speak? You know what I mean? When you're trying to like get ideas across. Yeah, man. I start talking in drum fills to Nick, man. You know, um, no, it's like, I, I, I think that, you know, it's great. I think rhythmically for me as a player, guitar player too, uh, I'm so happy I started on the drums because, you know, it's the timing is so important as a player. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love drums, man. I love, I love drums, but what's cool about this record is Nick and I have really had a lot of fun, um, working together, uh, on the drum tracks, but realistically it's like, after Unwanted, I literally will send him a, a, a map out track and with the, with the BPM and say, hey, be you, and then let's reconvene and then go through part by part. And and realistically, Nick's approach is, always makes me, I mean, it's not one FaceTime, I'm not laughing my ass off how sick it is, you know? <laughs> um, and, and, and we'll go through certain things, like, oh, maybe, you know, we can go full-time here in this spot. Like, very, Nick and I are on the same page this whole time, which has just been awesome. I mean, we just, for, for instance, though, just the other shoot yesterday uh, for the ballad tune, um, I listened to it, I said, I got nothing, man. That, that just knocked knocked me on my ass. It was a perfect perfect drum arrangement and um you know it's yeah i think nick and i have really seen eye to eye when it comes to drums on on the record yeah it's been it's been awesome like the 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 way because like what trev hinted at is like unwanted and we've i think we've said this i may have said this before and like when unwanted unwanted was done like before i even like recorded it as far as like the song everybody else had recorded their parts and there was like a midi or program drum part so i kind of took that and then made it a little bit my own and put some fills in there that i thought were cool but then afterwards like 
Trev was like, now on, I'm just sending you a guitar idea. And then like, <laughs> you do what you want. And at first, like, you know, it was a bit daunting. And then, you know, he's in a great way. Like Trev's pushed me to, you know, go with my instinct, go with my gut and also let me do things like, and I've said this, like Trev is a very uh, good knack at being able to write songs that are fun for drummers to play on but they're also catchy and that that doesn't always happen you know what i mean a lot of the <laughs> songs that are fun for drummers are the ones that are like you know that you know everybody's going to the bathroom during the show and you know what i mean but this is like every tune you know and 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 we've even had moments where like i'll send a demo and he's like dude why why am i not hearing a big drum fill like you know what i mean yeah. or something like that yeah. and um so it's it's been awesome. and also just the way we work like i'm a i'm a drummer who really overthinks a lot of things like i usually sit with parts and arrangements that i make and Trev was the, like, I remember we had like a song and I was going away for like two weeks and he was like, dude, record it today. Like, I know you just wrote it and heard the song for the first time, like last night, but like, just go with it. And I was like, oh, and that's been the the thing that we've done ever since. Like, it's always like, I write, I write the drum part, FaceTime Trev. And then we, you know, we like go over any notes that we have and uh, ideas and we bounce stuff back and forth. And then like literally that day I record the actual drum part that's on the record. So it's, it, it, which is cool. Cause a lot of the record, it's like, that's the first day I like, that's the day I wrote that part. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. just what's on the album. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. And, and I think because I, I firmly believe in instinct and you always got to stick to your instinct. If you have too much time to think, you'll always talk yourself out of your instinct in a way. It's like, all right, you know, I'm like, whatever that initial thing is, you have to trust that instinct. So Nick's instinct is always so killer so it's like well why are we even going to overthink this why are we going to take two weeks to listen to this demo drum like your 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 playthrough drums like and do it and then you grow <laughs> nick gets comfortable with that he's gotten comfortable with with trusting his his instinct which i love because he's such a badass you know and um even for instance i'm just gonna say like we like because when you have the guys that are in this band that that bring so much to the table, it's like, you know, for instance, for our next song, something wrong, like during half, like during the solo guitar solo, second half of the solo, Nick goes to a full double kick. Like, like it's so out of left field. It, it's like, it's almost like what the fuck is going on, but it worked, but it worked though. Like you would never think that someone should play that during that moment, but it gives that emotion and it gives that, um, up, like just, it's so left field, but it works so well. And it's like, well, that's what makes it unique. That's what makes it, that's what, and that's also showing Nick of, of his mind and his approach and, and, you know, and, and that, that is who he is. So it's like, well, well, why are we going to even overthink that or try to switch that up? It's, it's needs to be there. And now it's one of my favorite parts of the tune, you know? kind of like in uh in school it's like go with if you're taking like the act or the sat or whatever they're like whatever your first instinct is just put that one like don't overthink (laughs) it so like just go with it so that's well i think think that's i think that's life in general man or anyone that's been you know crushing it and it's like you have to go off of that really weird thing even when someone's gonna tell you you're wrong it's like well you know something's telling my whatever uh, i don't know spiritual i don't know it depends on what people believe you know it's like it's uh whatever's telling me I need to do this, I should probably follow 
everyone should follow their gut. You know? Right, Maybe. yeah. You do your thing on your album. I'll do my thing on my album. Exactly, okay. man. Well, yeah. Exactly. The, uh, one one more question for me, and then I know JP's got a, yeah. uh, at least one more. We got one that we ask everybody. One, we ask everybody. Okay, we'll all right. My, my final question, if you can, I'll kind of put you on your toes. Um, and uh, each of you can answer. One of you can take one, one part, however you want to do this. But what is a song of your dad's that you wish more people knew about and what's a song of your dad's that you wish people would stop covering? <laughs> I, I, think it's an easy, I think it's an easy answer for both of us on the covering one. But oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> People need to stop covering in the air tonight, dude. They just, yeah, they got to stop in the air tonight, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Fair like enough. that. They were good as they were. And you're never going to replicate the drum sound. Don't try it. <laughs> it's just, that's it. We need, we can move on. The worst, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's been t- tons of Africa ones where like, they'll do like an EDM mix to like uh, oh, yeah. one of the songs and just the, you know, I can feel it. It's just like, what is going on, dude? Like terrible. Um, I mean, I'll say that for, for um, a song that, or something that people should know more about. Um, Outside of Toto, uh, you know, I think that my pop's first solo record from 89 uh, was so good. And and Sony, I guess, didn't even release it. It's not even on Spotify. Like, uh, Sony, I think, post-1988, kind of like in America, kind of like, you know, the new president or something just didn't like the band or something, so they stopped really promoting them in America. But it, overseas and everywhere else, there would be a lot of love. Um, but my pop made a solo record and I mean, he had Eddie on it. Eddie and him wrote a song and Eddie played bass and it's called twist the knife. Uh, he, he had a tune with Richard Marks uh, on it. And he did one with Diane Warren. Like this album front wow. to back is, is so good. I mean, it's just like every song is like, should have been a smash hit and it didn't get any promotion and that's the bummer so i always like look back and be like oh man if someone put money if sony got their head out of the rest of the time and put some money behind this it would have been uh, a huge album and i think that if people are not hip to it i know it's on youtube just look up like lucather album 1989 and and, and just l- listen to twist the knife and you'll hear eddie on bass my dad on guitar and uh carlos vega on drums and it was Eddie's riff. The main riff, intro riff, is Eddie's riff. And that was, a, like, other than, I think, Beat It, that was the only outside of Van Halen thing that Eddie did. Wow. You know? Man, and it was funny awesome. because there's a big thing between the Van Halen brothers. Like, you don't go outside of the band. Yeah. And Eddie, when he came in, he's like, all right, well, I'll do this, but you can't credit me. And then after uh, after the session was done, they heard it back, and he's like, all right, you can, put my, you can credit me on this. <laughs> I, I don't... The one thing I, I don't want to challenge that, but look up the movie Over the Top, um, because that Sylvester Stallone movie. Oh, yeah, Eddie Eddie did a little music on that. With true, yeah. It's uh, it's it's he did a little of the backing tracks on that. That's one of my favorite movies. The only reason I know that Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie. It's terrible. I freaking love it. So. Well, I lo- I love terribly great movies. So then you'll this is up your alley. Um, well, did uh, oh, did we want to let Nick say the one that? Yeah, uh, Nick. Yeah, I think I don't. There's a couple. I mean, I think the. Th- one that comes to mind to me is like super, super low key, but it was like when they, when Genesis used to do uh, a medley for the song in the cage and they would do like a 20 minute medley. And there's just like a couple versions, like from the mid eighties that I'm just like, 
not enough people know that like this band did that at that time. You know mm. what I mean? I think a lot of people, you know, will either put my dad as like a, a pop star or, or Genesis as like a pop band by the end of it. And I'm like, dude, you got to listen to like that drumming and the mute, like the arrangements and like the prog just nerd stuff that's happening. <laughs> um, there's one that's like on YouTube, which is like in the cage. And then um, in that quiet earth and then supper's ready, like all three of them, like in the same medley. And I'm like, dude, like Monster. that, that is some awesome stuff. I think that's probably, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many songs, but I think it's, it's, it's like what, what, for me, it's like one of those things I'm like, man, like I get a lot of people who like know my dad as the Tarzan dude or the, in the earth <laughs> dude. and I'm like, dude, he was a sick drummer. Like that's oh, the man, the best, dude. Like one of the best ever lived drummers, man. Yeah. Change the game. There's, there's one question that we ask everybody. So you're on tour, either doing stuff with the effect or uh, solo stuff, whatever. You're on tour and you go into a gas station. What is each of your gas station snack foods of choice? And while you're thinking of it, I'll tell you mine. I get a Three Musketeers bar. When I was growing up, my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want, and it's the most ounces. So I'm a value guy. I'm a, I'm a bank for a buck guy. So <laughs> nice. let's start with uh, Nick. What's your gas station snack food of choice? I'm definitely like, it, cause it depends. I'm usually like a combo dude. Like I'll get two okay. things because I hundred percent am getting sour gummy bears like okay. that. That's just like always go to. And then it's kind of, I'm kind of browsing. I'm seeing what's, what's available. I'm seeing like, you know, am I going for a Twix? Is that kind of not, am I not in the mood for that? Am I going for something else? But it's always sour gummies is like definitely on the list. Okay. Excellent. All right. That's a stable, a stability. Trev. I'm kind of, I'm kind of heartbroken, man, because they are now like, you know, obviously, like making Skittles illegal, you know, which I'm just kind of <laughs> oh, like, exactly. you know, like they're realizing the Skittles are going to kill you. And I'm like, man, I've I've probably ate like a thousand Skittle bags, <laughs> man, you know, on my time. <laughs> and, I, and, and like I I read that with just the most. Uh, I mean, I, I'm still grieving, man. So it's like You're that was start, always ho- start hoarding Skittles in your closet, like big supply. Dude, like I, I have I haven't touched them since you know and 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 that was always my go-to if i went to you know when i've been on tour it's like going man i get my my purple bag um (laughs) man i love the i love the uh blue and purple in one bag the giant bag man i'd 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 go left on that you know (laughs) um and uh you know i i i love you know i kind of tend to go for the soda waters man you know it's like i i and, and I used to love, I used to be kind of like addicted to Celsius and Nick actually kind of started getting into a Celsius thing when I was, when he was here at the house, when, you know, when he comes, when we start, you know, doing content videos or rehearsals and stuff, Nick stays here and like, you know, he got into some Celsius, but then our, uh, you know, a friend of mine, Mish came over and had one of those like things that tells you how bad things are for you. You don't want to know these things. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't want to know how bad these things are, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. Then you find out they're terrible, you know, it's like, you know, and I don't want Celsius coming after me, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> you, everyone knows any sports drink that's caffeinated is probably not the healthiest thing Celsius for you. Celsius is our, they're our number one sponsor. So thanks, Trev. You just, uh... <laughs> All right. Sorry about that, man. Sorry. The best part but about you... it was, was, was both of us like the, like we, I think we got back together like two weeks later for the show and we're both like, dude, I haven't had Celsius in like, and we were both like me too, man. Like, it's just like ever, ever since that conversation, we're both just like, no, dude. Ruined. Yeah. Ruin the fun. Well, guys, thanks so much. This has been a lot of fun. We'll keep you posted. We're going to try to turn this one around pretty quick. Be around the 29th. 29th. So, yeah. Be, so yeah, a couple days right before. before. Right before okay. your. Oh, yeah. Right um, on. Perfect. Love awesome. it. Guys, it's great. been well, great. Tell, tell Kev It's thanks. been great, man. 
Yeah, so thanks for having good, us, guys. Pass the good word along to him. We uh, we'll be keeping in touch with him along with some other things that we're working with too. So thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Talk we'll to you guys soon. Oh, yeah, take care. It. Take care. All right, take care, man. Bye. This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was Trev Lukather and Nick Collins of The Effect. Great conversation. Uh, we'll get, I'm going to leave. That was kind of an extended interview. I'm going to leave it all in. I thought it was all gold. So gold, Jerry, gold. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> they were super, super fun to have in. And kind of, a, I thought, a, a, some neat perspectives on on the modern, you know what I mean? They're like yeah. younger guys. And, um, and so it was neat to hear some of their thoughts on the industry and thoughts on, you know, even recording and touring, and all, you know, all those things. A lot of fun to have them on. Really cool opportunity for us uh, that just kind of, uh, I won't say it landed in our lap because you work really hard for all this stuff, but sure. it was really fun for them to, to kind of come up on our radar and for us to be able to turn around something with them, you know, really quickly. Yeah, it was pretty neat because I can let you and them know, like the way it was presented. Like, if you want to cover one of their dad's songs, but it was like, no, nah, let's get, let's give them yeah. their flowers. Like, let's we, let them yeah. live in the moment. Like, it's yeah, awesome. We so, cover their thing. It's great. Let, let's, let's talk roll about with it. it. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, so they've been they've been awesome. Um, their uh, their guy Kevin, who we talked about, has been fantastic. I love love dealing with that guy. Um, and yeah. thank you guys for listening. This has been a lot of fun. We know we're uh, coming down to the home stretch, Ooh. but. Go it's ahead, getting Robert. very real. Getting <laughs> very, very real. The end of the season's wrapping up. This has been fun. We'll uh we'll see you next week. Yeah. So keep let's go. Let's do On the Great thing. Song Podcast. Until then, I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.